Right, Danny, do you want to continue ripping Everton a new arsehole? Yeah, yeah, let's, um, let's get the stretch out for it. this episode of the podcast we continue with part two of our end of season premier league review running from teams 11 to 17 we go over which teams have overachieved which teams have underperformed what the teams are going to be like next season and who their star players have been so sit back relax crack open a cold one it's time for four manks one toffee right then southampton how have they done? Achieved. Massively. I think yeah. everyone would say that they were doomed when they lost 9 0. Um, but then. That was the way they turned it around. Yeah, <laughs> what a turnaround. That was the best thing that could have happened to them. Yeah, it probably was. They're 11th, finished 11th. Um, and I think that Ralph Hassenhutl has just gotten playing really nice football, really well organised, got a result against us. Um, which they shouldn't have done, 96th minute. But no, they should have done. They fucking deserved that. No, they yeah, deserved it. We were we were the worst team in that game. What yeah. I like about them is they look they look well organised, but they look fit as well. When you yeah. watch them against us, they high pressed for 96 minutes and they got what they deserved. Yeah, 100 against City as well. When they beat City, they were fucking brilliant. The organisation at the back with Jack Stevens leading that yeah. defence, it was fantastic. I always remember that game. I think it might be the game or the two games after they got absolutely pelted by Leicester and it was Arsenal. Do you remember that game against Arsenal? They nearly won it. Yeah. And I just thought, I thought in the, in the short space of time from that 9-0 to that game, I just thought, like, I'm not watching the same fucking team here. What on earth has happened behind the scenes? They just looked entirely different. I think the board have done a really good job there backing the manager. Like, yeah. he, they could have thrown Ralph Hasenhutl out the door. Do you know what I mean? They didn't. They've, they've supported him. And he, he's coming to his own now and he's proving that he's a really good fucking manager because he's getting the best where, out of Where were they when they got beat 9-0? I swear they were like 19 for something. I think like, they were like third bottom or something like that. Yeah, they were like third bottom. So, and then we saw the stat today where they got 44 points, two more than Leicester. Like, Leicester got 42 points from that point onward and Le- someone's got 44. Yeah. Fucking fantastic turnaround. Yeah. Best player? Ings. One name there. Yeah, Danny yeah. Ings. So a special shout out to Alex McCarthy, who's been really good at the back. Mm. Yeah. He's since that nine nil he's come in and he's been brilliant. Right then. In twelfth position is Everton. Josh, the floor is yours. Underachieved. I think it's probably probably That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, no, I'll embellish underachieved massively. I was expecting yeah. the money that we've spent, we need to be pushing we need to be in the top eight, one hundred percent. We need to be pushing top six. We need to be going for Europa League. I think it'd probably be the ruin of us again. I don't think we've got the uh, squad depth there for Europa League. But you you spend that sort of money, you've got to be pushing for it at least. Mm-hmm. Let let it ruin you for a season, then try again. You know, that's the so sort of thing. I do like a preseason bet with my mate uh, at the start of every season. We're it to league table, 
I had your boys finishing sixth. <laughs> exactly. We, and it was only more encouraged when Carlo came in. I really thought that was going to be the turnaround and it, you've just been shite. <laughs> if we What's didn't have... Wrong, what has gone so wrong? It's not a, a problem that we've developed this season. It's one that's inherited from many poor decisions from the last mm. two or three seasons that have now come into effect. If we didn't have Carlo Ancelotti at the helm, I would have no faith, none whatsoever. Because we've got him and he's got pulling power and his CV speaks for itself, he can find a good player. He can probably find us the 11 good players that we need in that team. <laughs> if, it was, if it wasn't for him, I would be worried for us next year, really would, the way that we've played and the players we've got in the team. We're playing players there that are barely good enough for championship teams, let alone... Pre- like some a team pushing for Europe, I, I'm, I won't go into detail because I could list you a good nine out of the eleven first team starters there that don't make the cut. But I will mention a couple: Tom Davies, get gone. Shit. Shit. He is crap. I don't care if he's got family that used to play for Everton. I don't care if he's an F- Everton born and and bred. If he cares for that club, he'll step down and move on because mm. <laughs> he's not good enough no. at all. If I played for Everton and I wasn't good enough for the first team, I'd let somebody better step in. <laughs> you know, I know he's got to think about his career and stuff like that. But come on, mate, you're not good enough. You're not good enough at all. Jordan Pickford, let's go, let's go there. We mentioned him briefly. Jordan Pickford, England number one, my ass. No chance. It can't be anymore. It can't be anymore. Well, I'm not being funny, right? But Stecklenburg's leaving now, so we've not even got a number two. We've not got a second goalkeeper anymore. But that's where Jordan Pickford should be now. He should be the yeah. second keeper. And we that's bring somebody... Romero. Well, I, I, oh yeah, he'd do a job for us. I think he'd be a great yeah. signing. Yeah, he would. Best. Emmy Martin, Martinez would be from Arsenal. Mm. Yeah. Make him a first-choice keeper. I just don't think they'd get rid of him, mate, because I think he's better than uh, Leno, is it? I think yeah. he's better. Ooh, so he should be fair. their best keeper now. I just think his performances have been fantastic. Look yeah. at him. They have. Yeah. They've been brilliant. Um, and I, I don't think he cost them all that much either. I think we brushed on it in a previous podcast, but he's yeah a, a very good purchaser. Best player. Alex Wobe, Moyes oh. Key. <laughs> Go on. Oh, please, that's a perfect soundbite. Best player, Alex Wobe. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Take that Best out. player for me is your one good player all season, Richarlison. Yeah. Calvert-Lewin. Calvert-Lewin. I was saying. Calvert-Lewin, yeah. he, he's, Been, he's upped his game this year. Yeah, Th- those oh, yeah. two are your only bright spark to me this season. Do you not think Dinya's done a job? Left back. Yeah, most assists <laughs> on seven. Is that? I mean, he's got fair, a t- fair play then. Yeah, Dinya's always been quality though. Right, Danny, do you want to continue ripping Everton a new arsehole? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's um, let's get the stretch out over it. Now, Dinya, Dinya's way too good for you. I think he was when you signed him. Uh, you can't get a left back from Barcelona, was it? Mm-hmm. He's he's too good. I think he'll move on. Um, okay, Carlo's the only thing that will keep him. I think um, your defense, Michael Keane's unreliable. Yeri Mina, it's just it, we said about Maguire. It's just like just like an yeah, he is. He's dead erratic. You don't know what you can get from him. I think Seamus Coleman is too injury plagued at the moment. 
you never know if he's going to be fit or not anymore. And Sidibe is fucking dog shit. He's gone. He's, already, yeah. he's been sent back. He? I think Andre Gomez was like, he was hitting a really good bit of form until the leg break. Yeah. Uh, and I, I still think I still think he, well, yeah, he was your best player, like technically, especially he was a fantastic player. But like all players, Luke Shaw, Valencia, that leg break can really just set you back, and mm-hmm. I think it might have done for him. It's the confidence, like smash, doesn't it? It's like... being scared, isn't it? Like you, you're so wary about going into every single tackle, and you can't do that as a Premier League footballer, and it's such a shame. I think Alex Awobi, we've said it before, is the biggest joke of a signing I've ever seen. Um, (laughs) Calvert-Lewin. Sorry to interrupt, but I'm going to throw this out there. I know I slated Alex Awobi, the other other podcast, but Gilfie Sigurdsson, oh my God. He's been very bad, yeah. Very poor. But Gilfie Sigurdsson's been bad for a couple of seasons now, and then he just scores a worldie every now and then, and everyone forgives him. He's... We mm. talk about one matter at United being done. Gilfie's been done for four years. Mm. It's time to shift him on and get someone else yeah. in. Yeah, and the thing is though, nobody's going to buy him. No, his wages, like I mean, the transfer fee is not going to be astronomical. I don't think. No, but you need to get him off the wage bill because he's just earning a living off being a very, very poor, timid. Scared of putting his foot in football, like he's, he's just yeah. he's not good enough. There's no grit in Everton anymore. When I was growing up, because we were one of the, the teams fighting for relegation or you know, bottom half of the table clubs, we were always a good battle inside. If you come to Goodison Park, you knew you weren't going to have it all your own way. If you come, it was like a fortress, like you struggled to take three points off Everton when I was growing up, but yeah. you come now and we're just looking so scared, we won't put like strong tackles and we've just lost that philosophy mm. at the, Everton the reason why I've been ranting so much I think more for the listeners I know you boys know it I've very much a soft spot for Everton they're definitely my second team um, like I've really much a, a big soft spot for them and it's, it has pissed me off a lot seeing how they've declined this year because mm. they should be finishing top six they, mm. they were there or thereabouts with David Boyce and then when he left, it's just been this slow decline, a few highlights here and there. But like you said, it's what it's like watching a toothless team. I mean, Mar- yeah, Mar- Martinez did all right, didn't he? But even yeah. that like, went yeah. in the end. And I, I agree with you. Like, Josh, when I was growing up, Everton was a fucking difficult game, especially when you had the likes of like fucking Carsley and Graveson fucking bossing yeah. the midfield. And- Duncan Ferguson. Like you always had a tough, you you just had a tough game, like, and it was one of those horrible places you just didn't really want to fucking go. It was Goodison, even the later years with Stephen well. Fiennes, yeah, the the atmosphere at Goodison was always incredible. He just had really good players. Like Osman was a great player. Pienaar, Pienaar was fantastic. Kale, Fellaini worked that. perfectly at Everton. Yeah, yeah, they always had a good blend of like that creative flair going going forward but solid at the back. And it, it was good enough at one point to get him Champions League. And I just don't... I don't. I think you hit the nail on the head, Josh. I think just poor decisions with management and then recruitment has just fucking set his back the same way it set United back. Recruitment's yeah. been dreadful. I don't, I don't understand what's going wrong because this Marcel Brands, director of football, the one that finds... The, I mean, we've got Steve Walsh from yeah. Leicester, who's supposed to be like one of the most sought-after scouts brought in... Mares and Kante 
and Vardy. I don't well, I can't be gar- sure about that, but I feel like he brought at least it's two definitely of those. Maris and Kante. Yeah, definitely yeah. Maris and Kante. He brought in two of Leicester's title-winning players, the two best from that season, and we get him, and he he just brings nothing to the team. Marcel Brands throwing astronomical sums at crap players. The only ones off the top of my head that we've spent good money on that have turned out to be half decent is Richarlson, 50 million, and Gomez, Dinya, yeah. And Gomez only costs uh, like 23, I think, something yeah. like that. It was 20 summer. A bit of a bargain. Yeah, good bit. I think you just hit the nail on the head there where you've just said, look, the only decent player or you put throw money out, you, you just said 50 million for a half decent Rich Allison. 50 million doesn't, shouldn't be getting you half decent, should it? No. 50 no, million should be Chelsea getting you. Werner. Yeah. You know, yeah. it should be getting you a world class player. It yeah. should be. In this day and age, if you've got bad recruitment like, like we have, then it gets you a star player in a poor team. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. in any other club, would he be the same player? I mean, I, I think he's probably still got a lot of potential. I think he can go far, but I'm not sure if he can do it for us. I mean, I, I think know you're, in a, you're in a similar position to us where I think teams know that you're desperate for players now. Mm. They look at your starting eleven and they look at how much money you have got and know that they can take advantage of it. Yeah. Um, and it's fine for a club like United because we're going for that top-end player. Like The rumours I'd stay with had 98 million rejected for Sancho already. We're going for that top-end player. You went for Watford's striker, Rich Allison, who scored about 10 goals, and you spent 50 million on him. And he had a good half a season. He didn't have a good full season. No. His head went for the second half. Yeah, right. it's, it, it's just weird. So, we went through best player, didn't we? We said Richarlison, didn't we? Um, I'm going to yeah, say Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, I'm saying Calvert-Lewin. So, next up then is... Uh, some extent my second team in Newcastle United so I think personally that Newcastle have overachieved this season I think that with Rafa leaving the uncertainty around the club and then the like dire disappointment of the fans for bringing Steve Bruce in like the, re- the reason that my second team obviously that for people that don't know um, is that my dad's Geordie and he's a big Newcastle fan. And he was fucking livid when they got rid of... Uh, well, he didn't get rid of Benitez. He left, didn't he, for more money. Um, but then they brought Steve Bruce in. My dad was in despair. He was preparing for a relegation battle this year. And he was like, do you know what? We're, we'll probably go down. And our other mate, Ian's a Newcastle fan. He was expecting Newcastle to go down as well. So to finish 13th and quite quite well, and the signings they've made... Uh, Alanson Maximum being the key player. Um, they've also got that other fella in, that Lazaro. Um, I think that they've they've gone above and beyond where everyone expected them to. And the hope is that, that this uncertainty around the uh, takeover goes through quick because the transfer window's open, the clock's ticking. It's literally like six weeks or something until they start of next season. They haven't got long to get these deals over the line. And the players that they'll go for will be dependent on whether they've got the money that comes in with this um, with this takeover. So the Premier League needs to pull the finger out and say yes or no. So at least Newcastle know what position they're in financially um, and go from there. So, yeah, I think they've overachieved me to get to where they are. 
I'm just going to refer back to when I said about I made that league prediction table. I ironically only got two of them right. One of them was Man United finishing third and one was Newcastle finishing 13th. <laughs> I think I think they've achieved. I think they've just I think they've just done it. I think like you said the uncertainty with the club but poor signings. Joel Linton. Oh. <laughs> 40 million they spent on him. You can't we we just slated Everton spending 50 million on a striker. Newcastle spent 40 million on a striker who is done fuck all. Well, we touted him in our, in our previous podcast as uh, yeah. one of the season, didn't we? I, I just think I just think Newcastle now, until this takeover goes through, or if this takeover goes through, they're just going to hover between 11th and 16th for the next few years. Yeah. They're just that lower table Prem Club now. Yeah. And until they get some money, until Mike Ashley finally fucks off, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to be known as that team that have the good fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a big stadium. Yeah. It's a shame for Newcastle because it's a fantastic city. I love it up there. Um, and it is like, it's a re- not much of a rarity, but it's a one club city um, in that the, there is only one, unless you're going to be a, a weirdo and go for like Gateshead or, or whoever, or Whitley Bay, <laughs> but, um, I guess, or Blythe Spartans. But um they are a one club city, um, and I th- feel like the fans bring the passion that they are regularly voted or touted as one of the best away grounds to go to, have some of the best away fans in the league, and you kind of feel like they deserve a bit more. But by, again, I know we've, we've talked previously about no one deserves anything in the Premier League, but at the same time, 53,000 people, no matter what, in that stadium, obviously, coronavirus pending, obviously, but. I just feel like they do deserve a little bit more than 13th slash relegation battle every year. Um, and it, it, it's actually quite surprising to me that someone hasn't come in legitimately and bitten Mike Ashley's hand off for 300 million because it, with the right investment, they could be maybe not as far as, but they could be the next Manchester City and they could he's be a, pushing. A deal with, isn't he? That's the, that's the, the longest short. He's a cunt to deal with and no one wants to deal with him. I think Newcastle have overachieved, but in the grand scheme of things, I can't help but remember Newcastle in the 90s and the early noughties, like pushing for the league, playing the Champions and playing well in the Champions League under Bobby Robson at times. Like I just think Barcelona game. They're a top six team and you shouldn't be anywhere near relegation. You shouldn't have been in the Championship. You shouldn't be in the bottom half of the Premier League. And you've just hit the nail on the head, kind of like I know no team has a divine right to be in any position. But you you think of the biggest teams in England. Newcastle are one of the first names that comes to to the front of your mind. You know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know I don't know what Dale and Josh feel about it. I I just think Newcastle should be doing so much better than they have been. And I think that I feel really sorry for the fans that they've had to put up with the bollocks that they've had to put up with Mike Ashley. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm Sable just you know should be doing miles miles better than what they are, but. Again, I think it's just it's just the owner in it. That's what it comes down to. Mm. It's just he's a bit of a twat. <laughs> <laughs> um, the best best player then? Uh, I think it's got to be Alan Sam Maximan for me. Uh, yeah, fortunate straws to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Him or um, Miguel Almiron. Um, I mean, I, I do, that... I do. Think their keeper, the keeper's a yeah, solid Rafka. keeper. 
good yeah, I do think player. he's a pretty, pretty, pretty good keeper. So I'd probably throw his name in the mix as well. Yeah, to be honest, I think I'd go with you there. I think Dubravka has been probably our most outstanding player, if you can call one. Probably a couple of seasons well. now, I think. Yeah, I think that, you know what. John John Joe Shelby should be mm. the best player in that team. That yeah, guy yeah. has got the potential to be fantastic, but erratic. Yeah, yeah. Just, he's so just he's like he seems to. He does seem to have calmed down a lot these last few seasons. Mm-hmm. And I know, and I know he's gone for therapy for it as well, um, which is definitely helping. But if you look at a ball playing centre midfielder, he's he can pass a ball as good as most players in the league. He's brilliant. He should be. He should be doing better than he is. I yeah. love that he's done for therapy just because he just can't stop fucking two-footing people. That do. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that though. We need more players like that. Yeah. I'm going to shout out the uh, the Longstaff brothers as well. I think Matty yeah. and Sean have come on the scene yeah. this season, especially Sean, and they've been really, really good. I know Matty's leaving, looking to supposedly go into Italy, which is going to be an interesting move. I don't want it last year. Who, ironically, also own Watford. I think that was the plan. They're going to sign him and then load him to Watford. Oh, yeah, they've got a weird link, haven't they? Udinese and Watford. Yeah. yeah, they've got the same ownership group, I think. But yeah, Sean Longstaff especially, I think, he was he was touted for us at the start of the season. I don't think he's that good, but the potential's there. Mm. But yeah, Dubravka personally, best player by far. Right, fourteenth was Crystal Palace. Um, I mean, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're 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 a team that typically makes you say who cares, and this goes back to what I was saying earlier about Palace. And the saga that's probably going to drag on with Wilfred Zaha is he's too good for them and they shouldn't be trying to hold on to him because they're not going to build a team around him because they don't have the money to do it. So what they're doing instead is paying 140, 150-odd thousand pounds a week to a player that is too good for him um, and giving themselves like a little bit of false hope that they're going to then go on to something bigger and better, which is just never going to happen. And they're always going to be in and around where they are at the moment, if not closer to relegation than, than not. Um, and I just feel like if they do, like you were saying earlier, uh, Josh, I think, or Danny, if they do get rid of Zaha or sell him, they will use that money to strengthen. But if those signings aren't absolutely perfect for them, they'll be gone. They'll be, they'll be down and, and they'll deserve to be down. They, they, they just don't ever seem to be a club that has any ambition and, um, and I don't even think Zaha has been their best player this year. I would actually have said it was Andre Ayew, but um, so yeah, that's my assessment of them. I think they've probably done what everyone's expected, really, if not overachieved by not getting relegated. So I don't yeah. think we can spend that much time on this. I think the best player has probably been Gary Cahill because he's just been solid at the back, and since you've lost him, he's because he didn't pay any money for him. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the average age of the squad is like 47. Uh, Roy Hodgson's 704 years old. Yeah. Like, seems like he managed England two fucking centuries ago. Uh, it just, it, it's outdated, boring fucking football. He's just got no passion to fucking finish above where they are. All they care about is just staying in the Premier League. I just don't like teams like that. If no, there's any Palace fans listening to this, you can fucking chastise me all you want. I support a better, more entertaining club. Sorry, that's not my fucking problem. Right, that's Crystal Palace done then. Um, I think Palace's best player is uh, Alexander Soloff, who they loaned out 
yeah. this season. He barely did anything for Palace. He scored like twenty. He scored twenty-eight goals on loan. Is that the one that went to a Turkish team? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I read that yesterday, and I was like, why? Why have they allowed that to happen? Yeah. Sure that they could have done with him. Yeah. I, I don't think, unless you're a Palace fan, I don't think you give a fuck about Palace. Let's be honest. They're just there. The only good thing about Palace is the cheerleaders. <laughs> if they weren't the eagle that comes out. Yeah, the, the pre-match on... stuff is great. <laughs> Everything pre-match towards before Palace, the atmosphere, the cheerleaders, the eagle, the light show, brilliant. And then the referee blows the whistle to start the game. Yeah. <laughs> and you can just turn it off after that because they're fucking shite. They're oh, no one's second team, are they? Fucking right. 20th. Yeah, next up at 15th position is Brainhove Albion. I think they've overachieved. Yeah, they've not been relegated. Yeah. That's an overachievement. Yeah, I think um, I think they've done a good job. I think they've played some good football. Um, I think Graham Potter has tried to instill good football in that club. You can see them really trying to play out from the back whenever they get the ball. Uh, I think Matty Ryan at the back and goal, sorry, has been exceptional. Yeah. Um, Neil Morpe is a, a massive fucking shithouse and I love it. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely sent Gendouzi out of London. It's been brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah, fair play. Yeah, Pascal Gross, also an honourable mention. Lewis Dunk, I'm quite surprised, hasn't gone to a, uh, a higher, higher up the table club. I think he'd be I really like the, like uh, the left back. Uh, Dan Byrne, the six foot seven lad, yeah. six foot seven playing left back. What a beast! <laughs> I I always thought about going back to Dunk. I would you would you have him at Everton, Josh? I would have thought he'd be a good buy for Everton. Yeah, and I don't mean no, any disrespect. Do, 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 do you know who I see that? Too good for Brighton. I I see Michael Keane. I just see you're not improving on Michael Keane there. I, I don't I don't think so at all. I think Lewis Dunk is one of the fucking big reasons that Brighton are where they are and they're not yeah. heading back to the championship. Yeah. But I, but would he do it at another club though? That's it's diff- it's hard to say, isn't it? Yeah. The thing the thing about Dunk is I I've never really seen that much difference between him and Shane Duffy and he's one of our cast offs. So, you know, he came through Everton's youth. I don't think there's a great deal of difference between them, two big defenders. And if, if Shane Duffy's not good enough for us, then maybe. But this season, he probably was good enough for us. <laughs> so shite. So. Special shout out on Brighton for the uh, the young right back that they brought through. Uh, last oh, year, Terry Glamty. Glamty, yeah. I think he's been he's been brilliant since he's come through. Wasn't he? He's really Chelsea? shown promise. I think so, Chelsea, yeah. Wasn't he? Yeah, yeah he's, he's shown some real promise. Yeah, he looks good. Best player? Matt Ryan. Mope or Trossard, I would say. Yeah, Trossard, actually. Trossard might be up there. I, I don't watch enough of them. I think that's my problem with Brighton. I can't yeah. give enough analysis because I've seen them on Sky Sports and I don't think well, that's must-watch TV. Mm. But I've seen enough of them. And, and Matt Ryan, he's got me a fair few points in fantasy this year. He's doing all right. So, next up is 16th-placed West Ham United. <laughs> Massive, massive underachievement. Probably yeah. the biggest underachieved, te- most underachieved team in the league. I think. Them or Arsenal, definitely. Yeah, yeah, them or Arsenal. They, they've had absolute stinkers. They only just survived two games ago. Yeah, they, it's been shocking. 
the 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 massive fucking stadium they've got, the players that they've signed, mm-hmm. and they've brought in David Moyes. Yeah, for the second time. We, they, yeah, they, it goes down to their ownership. Their owner, their owners don't have a fucking clue about football, yeah. and it it's going to get them relegated one day. Uh, Payet is still their highest assist and chance creator. He left the club three years ago. <laughs> Sebastian right. Allaire was the biggest flop of the season as well up there with um, Joe Linton. Felipe Anderson is not he's not consistent enough for me. Um, Mikel Antonio's the boy, isn't he? Mikel Antonio has been brilliant this, yeah. since lockdown. Yeah, I just yeah, I just think they've been they've just been shit. Yeah, they've just been really, really bad, and I think they're very lucky to stay in the league. Like I said about Antonio, if it wasn't for Antonio, they'd be going down. And we said about Bournemouth getting raided. If West Ham went down, Oof. that would be the biggest of fire sales. Declan Rice. Mm. He's he's he'll go. I would have Declan Rice at Manchester United. I he's got to be moving, Annie. Like, this is his time to move now. He's not going to do anything with them. But he's and just been given the armband. I don't care. And keep <laughs> they've just, take, they've just taken it off Mark Noble and put you, it on you him. You could be given a fucking swimming armband. You're not going to keep them afloat next season if they play <laughs> like that. <laughs> no, you're right. The, the only advantage that they've got over the other bottom teams is that they have that prospect of being a half-decent club. Mm. With the Olympic Stadium, with the players they've already got, but they've been awful this season. They've been really... Fabianski has been really reliable these last two seasons. Looked like he put the Arsenal shirt back on again. He's been that bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, they've lost Cresswell for injury for a lot of the season. They're playing Zavaleta at right back a lot. He's, the yeah. man's fucking 56 years old. Who? <laughs> Jared Bowen, is it? Yeah, Bowen's yeah. been good. He uh, looks I like, a decent player, yeah. I like Ryan Fredericks at right back. I think mm. he's decent. Um, yeah, that's been all right as well. He scored the winner yeah, against like, Chelsea. Uh, yeah, scored the fucking equaliser against Villa. Did you see like the horrible deflection? Yeah, that, you cannot credit him for that goal. That is outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. You look at their, you look at their players on paper. That yeah. is a team that should be pushing the top eight. <laughs> they are mile, they're miles better than everyone above them up until about Arsenal on paper and they've just, just been yeah. awful I just think they're a bit of a joke to be honest <laughs> I mean you've got a, you've got a, a stadium there that what, what were the old 80,000 I mean you've got the play, you know the money they've thrown at players not just this season but over the last couple of seasons and they've just turned out shite um <laughs> Whether that's the players they've brought in or the manager they've had in at the time just doesn't suit the players that they've brought in or vice versa. But, yeah, I just think they're a bit of a joke, to be honest. The, the manager mean, appointments have been so bizarre. Yeah. Pellegrini like, is a weird. My yeah. Pellegrini, who, he was past it. That's why City got rid of him. Uh, Big Sam comes and goes whenever he feels like. Like, it, yeah. I'd say it comes back to the owners that don't know anything about football. Yeah. Best player? Antonio. Antonio. Rice. Declan Rice, probably, for me. 
He's, I was just looking at his stats, actually. Well, West Ham's top stats. And for, for the position that he plays, he's actually been head and shoulders above anyone else in the team. So um, most passes, um, he's done whole, like 200 more than Mark Noble. Mika, um... Yeah, I agree. I, Antonio's had a fantastic like end to the season. Um, but he only scored four goals before the Watford game all season. Yeah, that's the thing. Just had a good end, a good lockdown, and, good post lockdown. But I do feel sorry for Antonio because he gets shifted about the pitch all the time. He'll be starting striker one game and then he'll be at right about the next. Yeah. And, and it's weird. Good player to have, but not yeah. ideal for him. Not for West Ham as well, because after time, he just gets left up there on his own and he's got nothing to feed on. He's, he's going off scraps the entire game. His work rate is outstanding. Mm. Yeah. And for him to double his fucking goal scoring for the season in one game against Norwich tells you how much he struggled with the services yeah. received. I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone went in for him. Yeah. yeah. I'd have him. I, I was going to say an Everton. Like that's yeah. the kind of level where he should be at. Somebody with a bit I of think... determination. Somebody that's going to give you... 100% on the pitch. Yeah. I tell you what, he looks like a cunt to play against. Big oh, strong. He's strong, he's rapid. I'm going to go on that big rant again about players <laughs> being quick. He, well, he is. He's, he looks like a defender's nightmare. He's direct. Yeah. He looks like prime Jogba when he's in the air. Mm. Strong. Just can't edit in the goal. You could channel his big dunk, Brevin. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's someone that could work across that front four as well though like you said he moves around the pitch well, the if you've got two strikers on playing right wing the problem with Everton is a service like you know you've, you've got three if you've got Antonio for Everton alright you've got Antonio you've got Calvert-Lewin and then you've got Richarlison you've got three, three really good forwards there but they're still not getting the service and this is no, the problem no. you've got your service is coming from your left back Walcott I watched yeah. him again the other day and I don't know what the fuck's happened to him He's finished. He's in the bin. Time to retire, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Thing with him. Right then. And because uh, we've already done the relegation teams, we're on to the final team to review. In 17th place, pulled off the great escape, Aston Villa. Yeah. I'm happy I for think, them. Really I, think they've under, I think they've underachieved. Yeah, I expected yeah. them to do I expected them to do a lot better. They, they spent a lot of money uh, mm. in summer and to only just scrape out of relegation on the last day. Yeah, I would say they've underachieved and they might hold on to players like Grealish, but I, I think he's going United. Um, I think that's... There are a lot of fans from a lot of clubs like Arsenal and Spurs who think he's going there, but you're wrong, sorry. He's, he's going to go if United. If Grealish is moving anywhere, he's coming to Manchester, it's just the top of which club he goes to mm. and it's more than like they're going to be United. Yeah. I can't see him being a City player. He's not going to get a look in it. No, he's not, no he, he'll take that Leroy Sane role of the bench. Or let me rephrase that Foden's taking what is silver and Sane's starting place. Yeah. And then Grealish will become that that sub. But the, the thing is, does he start at United? No. He doesn't for me either. But again, this I is. Don't, I don't know where he plays. This is the same as what I was saying about Aki. The fact that he's going from Bournemouth to. A Champions League club, he's not going to expect to be starting every game. And Grealish is the same. Fair enough. However good he thinks he is, 
he's going from Villa to a Champions League team. He can't expect to be starting every week. But we do need a player of his calibre in squad depth. We need um, yeah. a player that can come on and change a game. Like City have players like Mares and whoever on the bench that can come on and change a game. And that's what we need um, because matters too old. Lingard is Wigan destined destiny like there's just no, nothing on our bench that can change a game for us and I think that's what Grealish will be and and he he will he'll come with that in mind but at the same time he might think to himself well do you know what I will prove that I should deserve to be starting for Man United but that's what yeah. we need we need a player that will be prepared to sit on the bench and come on to change a game but then prove why he should be starting we want people to have to bust their arse off every week to get into the first team not just someone that comes in expecting to be in the first team. I think the potential's definitely there. He's apart from Kevin De Bruyne, I think he's number two for chances created this season. Yeah, I think, so. yeah I think so. Yeah, he's and that's that's seventeenth place Aston Villa. Do you know what I mean? Like he's the potential is there. He's he's a very creatively minded player. He sees passes and opportunities that other players don't, especially in that Villa team. Um, I think. I think he's the big reason why they stayed up the season. The, the McGinn injury hurt him. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. McGinn was a big player for Villa last season. And he's only just started to, to look like himself now again. McGinn. And you can understand that after such a big injury. Um, the recruitment's been poor. I, some of the players that they bought have just not fucking bedded in. I'd argue none of the players they bought have bedded in properly. No, none you look at the team that's finished the season, it's most of the team that actually came up. Exactly. And I think that's the big mistake that Dean Smith made. I think he should have just added one or two on top of what he already had. And I think they've gone out and spent loads and tried to throw money at it like it was a problem. But Villa looked great last season, the championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's face it, Villa last season, the championship, were better than the, the bottom four or five teams who finished in the bottom five last season, the Premier League, arguably, you could say. I, I don't yeah. think they really needed to throw loads of money at the problem. I really don't. The problem is, is it's one of them weird ones for the promoted teams where you don't know whether to spend money or not. Like mm-hmm. you could do what Norwich did. Norwich barely bought anyone, and they got caught out for it quick. Um, United didn't, did he? Did they? Not, they not really. No, well, no, not, not, not until January. Yeah, yeah. Barely, barely spent any money till January, and then you've got. Villa, like you said, who spent a load of money and it didn't work. It just about worked for them. Now, more than likely, we'll see them closer to mid-table next year. I fully believe that because I think the players that they've signed will settle a bit better. They're going to improve. They're going to sign. If they get 70, 80 million for Grealish, they're going to use it wisely. They've got billionaire owners. Money's not an issue for them. So they'll go and spend it. I would be very shocked if they're in a relegation battle again next year. Very shocked. I mean, so, I think we, I think we forget as well. They made a a, a league cup final as well. Yeah, I did forget. I did, I did forget that. You know, they've made a league cup final and survived. Yeah, bad. I suppose. Judge, judge that, judge that as you will. <laughs> so yeah, so then the under, I think they're satisfactory, really. Yeah. <laughs> Overachieved in one, oh. underachieved in the other. So. Best player, then. Best Grealish. Got to be Jack. Yeah, it's got to be Grealish, isn't it? Trezeguet's in in with a shout, and um, Samata played quite well for quite a a while. 
did he? Yeah, I think he did. In, in... <laughs> did he score any goals? <laughs> yeah, but no one really scored goals for Villa. No. I think, I mean, I think McGinn would have definitely been there if it wasn't for the injury. Uh, yeah. What he showed at the start of the season, he looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. Pepe Reina, bringing Pepe Reina in in January was a brilliant signing. <laughs> Great yeah. idea, yeah. He saved him at times. He's still got it, Reina. He was a top-class keeper at Liverpool. Like, he's still a good keeper. Yeah. Brilliant still everywhere. the best in the league, I think. Yeah, like, if he rename Villa Jack Grealish FC, I don't think any of the other 10 players on the field would be offended. I, I, I just think he's ran the show this season for him. <laughs> Yeah, you're yeah, right. I agree. Thanks for listening to another episode of Four Manks One Toffee. To find us on social media, please search for at Four Manks One Toffee on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, please subscribe to the podcast on all of your major podcast stations, including Spotify, Anchor, Apple, and Google Podcasts. From myself, Lee, Danny, Dale, and Josh, thanks, and we'll see you next time.